Battersby is doing things differently. Coffee length therapy, 10 minutes of truth. Karen calls them truth shots. Like coffee with your best friend, but only better. Karen will tell you the things that your therapist generally won't because her goal is to help you to create a remarkable life and relationships. If you want to improve your relationships, sign up at liminalcoaching.com.au for your copy of the Relationship Tune-Up. Be remarkable. Hi everybody, thanks for joining me today. Today's topic is infidelity, trust and the toxic relationship. Now, something that I've experienced uh, a lot, I, I actually call a lot of men in the um, course of my work and the interesting thing is um, when I call a man's phone, sometimes, in fact frequently, um, their partner will answer that phone. And it's always really interesting to me because you can hear the mistrust in their voice. Straight away, it's like, and who are you and what are you calling about? And you can just hear that they've got this absolute mistrust in their relationship and they're very concerned about having some strange woman ringing their partner or husband. And it's always very interesting to me because it's a real insight into that relationship dynamic. And, um, you know, I often feel like saying, seriously, if you feel like that, run, run now. Charles Feltman describes distrust as um, what is important to me is not safe with this person or in this situation or any situation. And I think that's a really good explanation because when um, you feel that distrust, you're basically saying, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe that you're going to protect me, that you're going to, that the same things that are important to me are important to you. So for instance, um, you know, being faithful in a relationship would be one of those things that they might find that, um, you know, they don't feel safe that that person's going to entrust it in the same way that they do. Um, and so what ends up happening when they've got this mistrust in the relationship is they become the marriage police. So they start trying to monitor every single thing that that person does. Um, it could be, you know, monitoring their phone, monitoring where they are, monitoring how long it takes them to get home from work, monitoring who they're with, monitoring their social media, monitoring the conversations that they're having with people on social media or text messages. Um, you know, I've even seen um, situations where a partner was angry because this guy would sign off on text messages with XXX and she started calling all of the other people in this man's life to see if he signed off to everybody in that way or if it was just certain women. So this, you know, they become the marriage police and the problem with being the marriage police is you can't be everywhere in every minute. You can't be all over everything and to live with that heightened uh, fear in your amygdala, you're, you're constantly in a sort of fight or flight or fright mode um, and it's, you know, that stimulates the cortisol. So you're in high stress all the time. You're on high alert. It's no way to, to live and it certainly isn't um, a healthy, you can't build a relationship on that. Obviously, if there's no trust, there's no ability to, to feel connected. You're not going to share. You're not going to be very vulnerable. It's going to be a rare occasion. You, you know, the relationship doesn't exist in order to actually 
seek connection the way relationships should. So being in this high alert state or being the marriage police, as I call it, uh, is very detrimental to the relationship. The reality is, if you have that level of mistrust, what are you doing in that relationship? Like, it's no place uh, to be once you've got that level of distrust in that person. You can go on and rebuild trust, but the reality is, once it's broken, it will never be the same. Um, you know, people who stay on in relationships after they've been in fidelity uh, will talk about the fact that the relationship ended. They had to build a new relationship, but the old relationship was gone. And you can't forget what your partner has done. So whilst you may forgive, it's always going to be there in your mind that this person is capable of that kind of behaviour in a given set of circumstances, sometimes in multiple circumstances. So I want to talk a little bit about what do we know about, you know, infidelity, you know. The first thing that we know is that people who engage in an extramarital or, or outside of the relationship um, sex or, or even emotional connection, um, they feel very entitled and that's why they do it. They feel entitled to take those actions. They're not considering their partner. They're considering themselves. Their behaviour, their desires, their needs come first. So they have a very entitled attitude. And this is something that uh, the research actually backs up. You know, there's always this sense of entitlement. We already know that they're liars. Obviously, they have to be a liar in order to conduct multiple relationships. So you know they're a liar um, straight away. And I personally believe that they either lack courage or they're lazy. So meaning they lack courage to deal with the fact that they're in a bad relationship and they don't, they want to leave it, but they don't have the courage to actually do that and to have that, that courageous conversation or lazy in that they don't want to do the work to make the relationship better. So they're happy to stay and get some of their needs met outside of the relationship, um, in order to, I guess, you know, have all of the things that they want. They get some of those with their affair partner and they get some of those things with their, their partner or their, their, um, you know, wife, husband, whatever, whatever the situation. So I also just wanted to chat very quickly about some of the things that people, um, you know, some of the tools. I mean, it's getting really difficult these days. And this is why being the marriage police doesn't work. If somebody wants to have an affair, they absolutely will because there's no, you know, there's so much technology, there's so much opportunity to, um, you know, to, to pretend or to, you know, to manage, you know, the information flow, those kinds of things. Um, and I'm just going to give you a few of the things that I personally have seen, okay? So most apps these days have got a secret chat mode. So Viber being one of those, um, but WhatsApp and lots of the other apps have got uh, secret chats. So it's a chat that goes on with somebody um, and it's password protected. So you will never know that it's actually there. You've got no idea that that chat exists unless, um, even if that person sort of left it open over, after a period of time of one minute or whatever timer it's on, it closes and locks. So you would never ever know that it was there. 
um, one-use credit cards. You know, you can go to Big W and places like that and you can purchase a one-use credit card. You load it, it's got, you know, 50 or or $100 loaded on it. And a lot of people use this to pay for online dating sites. You can use it to pay for flights. You can use it to pay for restaurant meals. Uh, you can use it to do all sorts of, you know, online shopping. So those one-use credit cards, freely available to anybody at a department store. Um, you know, what I've also seen is partners sending a message via that secret chat, call me, so that they never have to make the call, so it never shows up on their phone bill. Perhaps their partner is checking that phone bill regularly, um, but those phone bills only show the numbers that you've dialed out. They don't show the numbers that have been incoming. And so there's no record of the fact that this affair partner is calling them rather than them um, making the phone calls themselves. Um, I've seen things like, you know, multiple email addresses that are very, very similar, but different enough that if it got caught, you know, it might be one number changed or, you know, the order changed slightly. So that if they got caught, you can actually say, well, this was, uh, you know, the email address that was being used. And they use that to communicate with their affair partner. Um, so that, you know, and that's all they use it for, just for that affair partner. Um, they keep their normal account active so that when their partner goes looking for evidence, they see nothing in the normal account. They clear the browser history, but they don't do it indiscriminately. They don't clear the whole browser history. They go through and they just pick out the incriminating things because it's suspicious if you go into a browser history and everything's been cleared. Uh, so they just pull out the things that they don't want them to see and they delete those. Private browsing mode, obviously, is an option these days with most of your browsers. Nearly all of the big name browsers offer you the option to both on your phone and on your laptop to use a private browsing mode. They use cash wherever possible for, you know, restaurant meals, coffees out, all of those kinds of things. Flights for their partner to go traveling with them for work. Um, they'll change the name of that contact in their phone. So if you're having an affair with a man, um, then, you know, you would change, um, you know, the affair partner's name to a woman's name. And you'd use the same initials, but you don't use their actual name. So anytime that person rings you, it just looks like another female friend's calling you. Uh, they have photo vault on their phone, which, you know, they're able to store photos and video in so that people can't see that that's, you know, they don't, they don't show up in their regular uh, photo feed, but they can still keep those photos. Um, so, and that's protected with a password as well. So again, you wouldn't have access to that. Uh, they do things like wash their own clothes when they get home, uh, either from, you know, an outing or if they've been on a business trip so that they can't smell uh, the perfume of their affair partner on their clothing when you're washing it. Uh, they chew gum in order to smell fresh so that, again, they have, um, you know, fresh breath and you can't smell the perfume on them. Um, they try to, you know, their body odour, that kind of thing as well. You know, they want to smell fresh, but not like they just got out of the shower. One man that I knew used to go, used to say that he was going to the gym and he'd meet his affair partner and then he'd actually go to the gym and change into his gym clothes before going home. And neither the affair partner nor the wife knew what was going on. Um, and obviously they do this, you know, they lie to the affair partners as much as they lie to their wives or husbands. So, you know, keep in mind there are two people being deceived in, in that situation. Um, 
Anyway, so they're just some of the, the tactics or the techniques that I've seen used. Um, you, you know, you can't be across all of them. But if you're interested, you know, there's websites out there that specialise in how to have an affair and not get caught. And list things like you know, tell your lover that you love them so that, um, you know, you if you're going to do this, go all in because you want them to believe that you're in love with them so that they don't cause problems with your partner at home, um, so that they always believe that they've still got a chance with you. Keep them in that state of, of you know, positive regard towards you. Uh, so don't ever end things on a bad note so that they won't contact your partner and let you know. There's multiple of these sites on there, uh, you know, 15 ways to have an affair and not get caught, uh, 15 things to tell your girlfriend so that she doesn't tell your wife that you're having an affair. You know, seriously, if you do a bit of research, it's really quite amazing, um, some of the sites that are out there that give tips to people who want to have an affair. And this is the point, you know, you can't be the marriage police, you can't be in their lives 24 hours a day monitoring every single communication every single action if you're feeling like that in the relationship it's because your intuition your amygdala and your intuition are telling you that this person is not safe and there's usually very very good reason for that so believe it that's something to base a relationship on anyway you know the truth is if you're feeling that way there is no way of moving forward you can't build a relationship on that Anyway, thanks for joining me and I look forward to chatting with you same time next week. Bye.